Every day you wake up to a different version of yourself, molded by the things that have happened in your past. Today I'm a different person than I was yesterday. Next week, when I return from playing golf in Wales, I'll be a different person than the one who boards a plane today. Hello, my name is Gordon. Welcome to my podcast. I've tried to record this this podcast about 30 times. It's pretty ridiculous. I feel like I have some pretty good thoughts to share, and they're, they're kind of random. But it's weird. I don't know. I'm anxious about flying. I hadn't even packed yet. I'm not sure. I'll share it. I'm going to post this one. I'm going to record this one regardless of how it sounds. I don't know. It's weird. Tuesday, someone asked, what's the most important thing someone can do to better themselves? For me, first on the list is always taking care of yourself physically. Exercise, nutrition, and sleep will always be number one. If you don't feel good physically, then it's hard to be your best self in other areas of your life. Second on the list is stimulating your mind. For me, reading does that. Podcasts are also a great source of information and inspiration. Third would be setting goals. And they don't have to be big goals. Small goals help you build confidence to stretch for the bigger ones. Heck, one of my goals is making this podcast better. And we see how that's working out. Seriously, simple goals are good. One of the most important tidbits from the book Atomic Habits is that your identity and integrity are formed by your habits and vice versa. You create and maintain good habits because that's who you are. It's the standard you set for yourself, not for others. Start small and inch your way up. And by all means, be your own cheerleader. Allow future you to be your friend. So I was reading another book by Pema, Comfortable with Uncertainty, and she rambles about breathing in other people's pain and suffering. And then breathing out in their direction, love and comfort. And of course, I thought this was kind of ridiculous because I don't like people in general. I do like helping people, but um, so I, again, thought it was pretty, I don't know. And then Monday night, a friend's house, a friend of mine out here, his house burned down. And and he's a good guy, and they're, they're, they mean a lot to me and, and our community. And so I thought about it, and I I remember when it burned down, it like this thought jumped into my mind, and I thought, well, why not? So obviously we can do more than that, but I was open and s- sincerely trying, and I tried doing this, and I hope it helps. As most of you know, I build stuff. Thinking-wise, you know, building's very, very linear. Lots of measurements, lumber, concrete quantities, etc. It's easy for me to get so wrapped up in the day-to-day of exactness that my mind gets captured by it. I love what I do, but it doesn't lend itself to thoughts. Thoughts like, you know, life and love and personal connections and whatnot. We all have our own work traps, and this is why stimulating your mind is so important, and which is why I read. We all need balance, you know, the balance of work and accomplishment, the balance of a life lived with purpose, a life of intention, a life of love. Books remind us to consider things we'd never consider. 
They open a world we'd likely not experience. So the other day, a friend of mine recommended that I listen to a podcast titled Hidden Brain, so I did. I chose an episode randomly where Shankar Vandantam <laughs> discusses ambivalence. And honestly, I, I thought ambivalence meant not giving a shit. And maybe that's why I never use this word. Maybe I'm ambivalent to ambivalence. As I listen, I realize that ambivalence means having mixed emotions regarding something or better yet, being uncertain about how you feel regarding a certain situation. Little did I know how ambivalent I was or am. My outtake from this was what do we do with these mixed feelings when we recognize them? Leaving them where they are accomplishes nothing. Being curious and exploring them leads to direction. I'm not sure why I'm sharing this, but I felt compelled to. So maybe, maybe I'm less ambivalent than I was. That's a good thing, I think. The other day, of course I scroll Instagram. So the other day I was scrolling Instagram and read a post that said, Stop caring what others think. And I thought, man, I hope no one takes this to heart. I mean, maybe there's an ounce of merit in it, but I, I do care what other people think. Other people shape us. Our impression of what other people think shapes our path. I was reading a book by Dr. Julie Smith titled Wise Nobody Told Me This Before, and in it she discusses this specifically. She states we were built to care what other people think of us and thoughts like stop caring what other people think keeps us from, from creating meaningful connections with others because it closes off any avenue of communication in which both voices matter. She shares that we develop a sense of self and identity from others and what they think about us. This was kind of cool. In 1902, Charles Cooley proposed the theory of the looking glass self in which he states, we see ourselves as a result of how we think others perceive us. We form our behaviors based on how we think others view us. Our, our, for me, you know, my instinct is to think everything everybody thinks is negative, kinda. So I, I, I'm trying to flip that and consider, you know, some of your closest relationships and how they how you perceive them. Likely they perceive you in the same regard. Friendships accept us where we are, as we are, and at the same time, they hone us to be better versions of ourselves. Choose your friends wisely. Learned a new word this week. <laughs> and he, Donia, I didn't learn how to pronounce it, I just learned the word. And he, uh, it's when we stop taking pleasure in things that we used to enjoy or a decline in that pleasure. I used to take pleasure in working out, but somewhere along the way I just stopped enjoying it and therefore I stopped doing it. After my heart attack, <laughs> and Oliver Berkman jumps in here, since we all need to suffer to be prompted to do things that are good for us, me, I began working out again. At first it was a struggle, still a struggle, 
But knowing it was good for my health gave me reason and purpose. Obviously, there's a benefit, the benefit of looking and feeling better. But knowing it could help me live longer prompted this. I still don't love going to the gym, but I do love the feeling when I leave. <laughs> knowing I did something good for myself. kind of funny these correlate a little bit so walk into a gym and try not to care what others think you can't it's almost all you think about most of the guys at my gym are younger and stronger and fitter than me and my but my thoughts are I hope they're proud of me <laughs> I do because my thoughts of them are I'm, I'm proud they showed up and they inspire me to keep showing up where, whether it's the gym or the book club or the yoga studio, let those around you inspire you to say, I do care what others think because I trust their thoughts are good and I trust they will lovingly hold me accountable to be the best version of myself. Which kind of ties into the whole confidence thing. So, you know, confidence is a tricky bitch. In the same book, Dr. Smith reminds us every step in life requires a different level of confidence. I remember being completely confident before heading to Atlanta to go to college. And suddenly, I, in Atlanta, I felt lost. I did. Dr. Smith shares confidence grows through the fear of the unknown and you taking that step in spite of your fear. To build confidence, go where you have none. Ah. So Thursday night, some friends took me out for my birthday dinner. It was super sweet, and I turned, yes, 61. It's hard to believe. And one of the girls there, who happens to be great at almost everything, mentioned she wanted to take up golf. Mainly because she was terrible at it, wanted to take on the challenge. Obviously, there's work to be done, but if you're willing to put forth the effort, that's where confidence begins, at ground zero. Remember, everything dear to you requires effort. I hadn't even packed yet, man. <laughs> I'm procrastinating. I meant to last night and oh, whatever. Anyway, we leave at one today. So, um, as I get ready to board my flight, people will have no idea why I'm smiling as I think about Post Malone singing, she wanna fuck me on a jet, but I'm scared to fly. <laughs> I laugh so much at this. Every time I hear it, I laugh. Anyway, God bless. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.